Welcome to the Real Talk Real Walk podcast with Sean and Rayshawn. It's where the counselor talking in the office meets the influencer walking it out on the streets. And we bridge the gap between the wisdom of the past and the need to practically walk it out in the present. It is the place where Generation X meets Generation Y. We do this by helping you uncover the limiting beliefs that have kept you stuck and then helping you discover what better looks like for you and equipping you with the tools to create it. Get ready to break the chains that bind you and live the life that inspires you because Real Talk, Real Walk with Sean and Rashawn starts now. Welcome back, everyone. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Real Talk, Real Walk podcast. Where the influencer on the streets meets the counselor in the office. Let's go. I hope you're excited. We've been waiting for this, anticipating this moment where we get to, you know, invite you back into an amazing message to help you win in life. And, you know, Sean's winning in life because he keeps having these kids. Man, they're back to back. No one told me when I got married that they'll pop out like pancakes. But, hey, I got to live it. We're still working on the live it out. We're still working on the birds and the bees. Rashawn's still figuring out how all the Man. You know, human condition works, right? Yeah, the birds and the bees. I didn't never feel. Like, I never thought that it'd feel like thistles and thorns, but it's okay <laughs> at times. <laughs> Roses and thorns. Got to. Yeah. Well, you know, you get to start early, just like I did with your kids, realizing that how your past affects you now is profoundly impactful on the life that you live in the future. Wow. And so think about now, you just had a son. What's his name? The older one's Jarrell. The youngest one is Eli, Elijah. The one you just had. The one I just had. Yeah, I get them confused all the time now. So think about how <laughs> we're going to help because today's topic is you are not your past wouldn't it be great if from the very birth conception even of our of our kids if we could speak the life of christ in them wouldn't that be amazing wow. from the very moment yes that would be spectacular even. yeah i could know you conceived i'm not sure but yeah you continually live a life of godliness of encouragement and you fill your mind full of christian and even yeah. even positive messages from people around you because god works through a donkey he yeah. worked through a sea he's worked through rocks. all kinds he yeah, said the rocks. rocks even cry out so god can work through a lot of different vessels just because somebody's not screaming jesus loves you jesus loves you yeah god can still work so if you're aware that god can work through lots of people lots of circumstances then we can start to identify areas of our life that we want to be different that we want to change and we cannot just be limited to sunday mornings or wednesday nights or whenever you do church or or experience church because we are the church yeah then good. you can really live it seven days, 24 hours a day and open the door for God to change your life now by taking a little journey back into the past. Yeah, and that's you know, really good, Sean. I think about, you know, Jesus calls us to live that abundant life. And that's just not the life, you know, going forward in the future, looking at God's promises. But it is he wants to see to see our past differently right now in this moment differently and going forward to the future. And I just want everybody to consider in your life right now, how free are you from your past? How free are you? How much are you living out of the identity that you've had your whole life of who your mom, dad said you were good and bad, of how your peers and who they said you were good and bad? What about Satan and the lies that he throws like flaming arrows to try to manipulate and deceive you into believing you're anything other than who God called you to become? Wow, it's really good. So think about that now. If you are having any issues, if you're not living out of your true blueprint of who God made you to be, or seeing yourself congruent and living in a powerful life with love, 
with value, then this podcast is for you. If there's anything you want to change, because I'm going to invite you into part of my story. And think about it this way. Think about a little kid when they're when they're walking around, like two years old. Are they even aware of what people think about them? Do they care? Do they think in their brain, hey, I wonder if I go over there and poop my pants, somebody's going to think, oh, why did he poop his pants? Ah, he ain't worried about it. Not at all. Is he, I mean, is Aiden worried about pooping his pants? No, not at all. I know That's all he's ever not. done, you know. <laughs> Thank God for Pampers. Amen. So I just want you to think about kids when they dance, little kids. Are they aware of shame, of fear, or anything like that? Negative. And then what about when kids need something? Are they afraid to ask? Not necessarily ever. Never. <laughs> they'll they, ask for anything. They'll ask for anything at any given time without consideration for anything else that's going on around them. Yeah. Because children have this innate sense of trust. And it's a reflection of what God designed us to live in relationship with Him. It's the same thing of when we grow, we have experiences that are hurtful. We have experiences that are negative, that tend to corrupt our minds and our belief system about God and the world because people have let us down. People have hurt us. Yeah, so true, sadly. And so I just want to be able to think of what beliefs do you have around your identity? Who you are today has is really a reflection of the experiences, the thoughts, and the way that you've interpreted them have created the person you've become. And so I know for me growing up, I was raised by a single mom, which was super tough. She did her best, but she didn't have the skills or the resources around her to really empower her to be a single mom, to know how much I was missing from not knowing my dad. And my identity was, I never knew this till I became an adult and was able to look back and be like, yeah, the fact that I was constantly looking to fit in, the fact that I was constantly feeling like I was out of place, alone in a world full of people who I thought had it all figured out, who had parents, you know, two parents or, you know, Mm. my mom, we never had one conversation my entire childhood until I really got into graduate school, maybe even my senior year in college about my dad that I can ever remember her bringing up like, hey, do you have any questions? Or when I asked her about it, because she didn't have the resources or coping skills to know how to handle it. She just sidestepped the issue and just probably knowing my mom prayed about it and asked God to take care of me, which if you don't know what to do, that's a great move. And how many of us right now in our life are sidestepping issues like, you know, and I think about it, there's probably areas right now that we've allowed, you know, that vulnerability to take over. And I'm even thinking about in my own life, like, and I hope, you know, you know, through the experience and what you're talking about, Sean, that can encourage each and every one of us to sort of examine our lives so we can adjust, make adjustments in advance into what God has for us. Amen. You know, if we're intentional about raising our kids and we can wire in the identity of Christ. And I think every parent should pray and ask God to give them a name for their, for their kids. Each one, you have a name that you give them that people call them by. But like for our kids, Hayden means mighty warrior for God. Mm. And Berkeley means reflection of God's personality. That's good. So those are two one, two names that we prayed about and God put it on our heart. And I don't care what Webster or Lexicon or Wikipedia said. We downloaded those meanings from God in our heart. We had unity. And we've wired him in to both of our kids since they were born. That's awesome. That's incredible. So we're going to help you a little bit do that off and on today and try to give you some of the lessons from my journey of 
how I've handled this. One of them is think about if you've ever had a kid or been around a kid. If you've ever given birth to a child or been in the room or even seen it on YouTube, which is kind of weird what they show on YouTube these days, there is an utter joy. There is, there is the, the gift of life, of creation coming through the vaginal canal of the woman. And, and it's just the purity of how God made life to be. And it's creation of life. And there's this, there can be this joy, whether it's right away, whether it's after they wash the baby down and, wow. and he looks like a human, not an alien. Yeah. His head starts to, his True. head starts to fill out, not be like cone shaped. Exactly. From the womb to the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and you start to get this amazing joy and love and life. Well, we really understand the love of God. We'll understand and believe, not just knowledge, but experientially how much he loves and cares for us. Because we are like, you know, we're fallen humans. And if we are capable of that kind of love as a mortal, can you imagine how much love God has for us? I can only imagine. But we don't even sing for mercy me. Oh, yeah, I know. Exactly. And I think about those moments where, you know, I never... It was just knowledge to me, you know, just this experience with God uh, and it didn't become real to my darkest moments when his love began to really, you know, just pour out over me and I actually received it. Sometimes it takes it takes that to actually realize, you know, his true infinite love for you, you know, when you're down uh, to your last moments and you need that intimate moment with him. Yeah. So, Amen. You know, one of the things I would just encourage you guys to consider is what name are you living out of? I lived out of Bastard. Bastard is is a son or a daughter of unwed parents. It's another na- another synonym is illegitimate, fake, not real, doesn't fit in like a bastard diamond is not a real diamond. It's something that imitates the diamond. So I grew up feeling like that, but I never had the language or understanding or even the the abilities through, through strategies to deal with those feelings. So I'm going to challenge everyone listening right now. What name have you been living out of? Just think about that. What name have you been living out of? And then who do you feel like God's calling you to live into mm. and step into? What, That's good. what identity? You know, I never met my father, but last year, through my wife doing that 23andMe or one of those tests, somebody reached out to us and through a cascade of events, somebody helped us out for free amazingly and did thousands of dollars worth of work and found my sister, which led to this whole events unfolding of them coming down here. Even this wow. year, yeah, I met my sister, Athena. What up, Athena? And That's Carol awful. Peterson. <laughs> and I've talked to, I guess, my half-brother Clint and Tawny. And there's just this whole other family that I had no idea. Wow. Well, when I first, yeah. So, so meeting them has been extreme, extremely cool. But when I first met him, I had already been filled with God's love. Now my, my actual biological father is dead. He died in a horse accident where he was gruesomely trampled to death. It was pretty awful, but he left, he lived a life of hell on earth and he created it wherever he went. And he was charming but insidious in some ways. And so I don't have a lot of compassion. I don't feel a loss because I never knew him. But what happened was is I discovered when these people started to come into my life that God had taken me from needing a father 
to having the heart of a father to give. And it really validated the years of work of me being in the Word, going to counseling, of developing great relationships with people, reading hundreds of books on different issues, memorizing Scripture, immersing myself in exercise and positive statements and declarations over who I really am. It exposed that I'm full of God's love and that I, I don't need that from them or him anymore. Not that I don't want the relationship, but I desperately wanted it for most of my life, probably into my mid thirties. I know I really still sought after that male affirmation because I never got it. I never, I used to dream about my dad coming in and he have millions of dollars because we grew up you know <laughs> we grew up pretty poor i thought yeah. i thought wieners and macaroni and cheese and spaghettios tv dinners i thought that was rich man come on now. I thought, you know when i ate healthy i said man i'm just gonna eat spaghettios cheese, cheese. snickers because they have peanuts so it must be healthy gotcha that's why i'm gonna eat white bread that's, that's where i grew funny. up brother. that's it bro that's stuff it. that i would be like what Today. i agree we've had our seasons too with my parents so i, I understand completely yeah. And so it's 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 where I came out of and the struggle to navigate through those. I gave you some of the practical tools that I use, but I just got up one more time than I fell. And in the season of discovering who Thomas Peterson, which is my biological father's name, was, he was this awful man. He had did awful things to his daughters, his son. He had gotten women pregnant all over the country. Yeah. And the devil started Knocking, knocking at the door. That's how he does. This is like you. This is who you're destined he to be. He roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. He'll yes. knock at each and every one of our doors. The question is, are we going to let him in? And how will we answer when he when he knocks? Because he will wow. always knock. He will. He will, will. We, will we let Jesus get the door? And so I remember him knocking, going, and it was vacillating between this is who you're going to become to me feeling like, well, I'm not as bad as him to justify current behavior of, you know, I, I, yeah, I got irritated with my kids, but I'm not as bad as Thomas. And so both ways. So if I, if I totally rejected it and just said this, then I went one way of justifying it negatively. And the other one is identifying like, Oh, is that where I'm called? Yeah. It's good, Sean. So real quick, I got a question for you, Sean, pertaining to that. We oftentimes hear the statement, you know, the way you view your uh, earthly father will, you know, determine the way your relationship is with your heavenly father. Well, what helped you navigate through that and sort of break that uh, barrier between, you know, God the father, his love and who your earthly father was and seeing God the father different? I'll tell you, for me, it's been years of work and of rewiring. And the more that I got to know how the human body works, how the mind, how the body and the spirit all interface and interact with each other. Because, you know, growing up at church, it was just all about words. Wow. You know? And I didn't even, they didn't even talk about it. The they just said memorize scriptures. Yeah. But there was no body action. There was no consideration of what, yeah, there wasn't really hardly any practical application other than read your Bible and memorize scripture, which are foundational to pretty much everything we do, but they're insufficient. If I read my Bible and memorize scripture, but I don't eat, I'll die. If I read my Bible and I memorize scripture and I don't know how to interact with people when I go to school, then I'll get made fun of. My life will be hard. Yeah. So the Bible is the basis of which we live our entire life. But then we need practical strategies to implement along the way. And so for me, I know it was getting around godly men, which was super hard. My whole childhood, I only had a few men, but they weren't consistently there 
except for on Sunday mornings or if I went to a prayer meeting. But outside of that, I probably had five interactions with godly men as far as they took me somewhere and did something um, outside of my family. Now, I had uncles that took me to fish and we did some other things. I had a grandfather that was amazing. But I had to really tune into God, and I read books like Wild at Heart, and I read oh, yeah. other books, you it's know, really good The read. Way of the Warrior, and different different books that really helped me discover, wait, this is who God made me to be as a man? Because I had gotten off so many times, you know, in our society, the, the measure of a man is the billfold, which is your wallet, the boardroom, which is your work, the bedroom, and then your finances. How much? How much? I mean, that, that's the that's the same as the billfold. And then that that's really kind of how we measure wow, our crazy. lives and success. What you do or what you have, rather than what you and are who becoming. you're with and who you're with. That's wow. The if you have sex and those things uh, like that. I mean, if you don't believe me, watch TV. Look at the news. Look look at the way people measure value. And so it was coming out of that was really intentional. It was not accidental. It's not like I stumbled upon this, and it didn't happen overnight. I prayed for it to happen overnight. But I really discovered that God switched in my my late 30s, early 40s, really late 30s. And I had moved from being desperately needing of a father figure to having that father's heart to give. And it really, really has shifted because I don't feel like I have that need. I feel like I have a need to mentor, to have peers, to have people that are better at you know certain things than me in my life as well. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not desperate like I was. It's really good. Solid word, Sean. Thanks for sharing that. I know someone needed to hear that for sure. And uh, if you have someone that you think this podcast is really re- will resonate with, make sure you share this podcast, guys. That's why we're here. Uh, we want to definitely make uh, make this available to anyone whose heart is being stirred in this way. So, Amen, brother. And I just want you to think of as well, I had to, along this journey, several times take a stand of who I was going to be and who I was not going to identify mm. with. And literally, I believe in, in incorporating physiology. If you would ever see me in the counseling office, I counsel like nobody I've ever met. I would say I am the Christian conservative version of a Tony Robbins. Uh. <laughs> where my, my belief system is biblical, but, but Tony Robbins is so dynamic in the way that he moves and the way that he encourages people. I don't use the Tony Robbins language. Yeah, 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 for sure. (laughs) But I do use the excitement, the energy, because I believe God called us to live out loud on purpose and to use every resource we have. So one of the things that I mentally see myself doing and I physically do is I step in and I step up or I'll get in a fight stance if I feel like the devil and I'll and I'll walk and I'll pray or I'll see myself in my mind and I'll I'll, I'll do moves with my hands mm. to really if you guys were watching a video you'd see me moving right now that really engage in what I'm seeing and believing and saying so that I'm physically incorporating a new wiring into my body my mind and my spirit that's really good. That's so really even this good. last time when last year when Thomas, I found out who he was and how awful he was and just the family lineage of, of just drama and curses that he passed down that was passed down to him. I really had to fight and say, I am not that person. I had to say, I had to wire in that this is not my identity. And I was blessed. Somebody in our community group, I'm not sure you guys were there that night. Kristen, remember? Yeah. She's like, yeah, I Sean McGuire, I know you. You're the most intentional person I know. This is not who you are. And your entire life, God brought you to the place where you're this strong. Wow. And in this season, you will overcome. 
That's really solid, Sean. Now, quick question. Uh, as far as Thomas, uh, do you think, have you had an opportunity to hear about how he grew up with his father? Or do you, uh, have you wrestled with that yet? Or, yeah, because I would love to. So I know that he had a really hard upbringing. I know that he had a challenging upbringing. I know that his dad wasn't great and his mom was really pretty hard. However, I take the opinion and belief that God can redeem anyone who's willing to repent, turn from their wicked ways, and go towards him. He actually had an ordained, he was actually an ordained minister. From what I understand, he was super talented, charming. The ladies loved him, which is part of the problem, is that he would seduce people manipulate and get his way and he was very intelligent he was well read he uh used cbd oil and really before, before, back then before yeah. it was on every he, corner like mcdonald's yeah, that's right and he <laughs> would make tea out of it because he had lupus and all these genetic things but i just had to say i am not my genetics yeah. i am not the past i am not who the devil says i am and i had to really wire it in and actually the year before, and I have it on I have it on my audio, somebody came by and was praying for me and she gave a prophetic word and she said, Your mom was right to leave your dad because he would have been horribly, horribly abusive and she may not have even known that. Which a year later to the month, like it was April the year before, April's when I met him this year or found out about it this. Okay. And sure enough, he was horribly, horribly abusive. And also, my mom had no idea because the guy that she knew was extremely charming. Got it. I so, see. So, so, so she's seen the surface level of who he really was at face. That's exactly you know. right. And, you know, she was 19 when she met him. And so he was 35. Yeah. Nobody, nobody really knows how old he is because they think he might have falsified his birth certificate too. Really? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That is wild. And I really don't know how many siblings I have. I know four. But they, they suspect there could be 12 or more. Mm. across the country at least so i just look at that and i and i see that i am not my past i am not who they say i am and even when they were talking about him when they came by i had to say look i hear you calling him my dad and saying these things i said the fruit of his life is not somebody who's a christ follower somebody who worships satan the fruit of his life was this this and this so when i think about him see him i'm not going to think about him as if he's a christian because the life that you've told me he lived was somebody that was serving the devil may have never said he's serving the devil and there may have been some good elements but the fruit yeah tells you what kind you, yeah, yeah, yeah who the person is that's true and i said and also i'm not identifying with him as my dad i'm identifying with my heavenly father as my dad because i know who he says i am and i know how he loves me and i'm so grateful so grateful that god delivered me from being raised by a monster like that I'm Man. so glad. And and maybe some of you right now are listening in and uh, you relate to this. This resonates with you. You may have someone in your life who is that monster or someone who who has, you know, sort of run away from God's will and purpose for their life. My prayer for you and for your family uh, is that you'll continue to ask God to bring, you know, give them a heart of humility that will run for help, run to receive help from him, repent and, and uh, pray that they'll turn their heart to God and receive the truth of who they are in him uh, when they come to him. So yeah, that's my prayer for you guys as you listen. Hey, and I'm going to leave you guys with three questions, three questions. And remember your actions betray your beliefs, your actions betray 
your beliefs. So you can say what you want, but what you do is what you believe. Dang. True. So the first one, start by identifying areas of your life where you live in fear and are not living free. And then journal them without editing or being judgmental on yourself. The second question is for each one of these that you've outlined or written down, write out a statement of faith for each one. You know, these are called declarations by some of us. Declarations of faith. Declarations of faith. You're taking the negative of what the devil's wired in or what you believe from your past, and you're wiring in the truth of God's word. It doesn't have to be exact scripture, although it can be, which is great. It can be a statement that directly wires in what you need to hear. For example, one of mine is, I'm fearless and free because I'm who God called me to be. I'm fearless and free because I'm who God called me to be. So the the last one is, have a daily time meditating on what God says and who God says you are for 90 days. Nine zero. Now, you say, this took so long. How long does it take to reshape your identity? How long did it take for you to get to where you're at and to struggle through it? And how valuable are you? Listen, God is pursuing you. He came for you. He, he loves you. He sacrificed for you. He chooses you. I know you believe this, and I believe this, Rashawn, that we are God's creation. We are the one that he said, I love you, and you are special, and you matter, and he gave his life for. So think about it this way. You've been given an invitation to not live out of your past, but live out of the future God designed you to step into. Will you take the steps? Now, this podcast is great. Our other ones are great. If you want more help, we've got newvisioncounseling.live. That's newvisioncounseling.live. If you're around here, we have a team in Oklahoma of counselors who marry biblical principles with cutting-edge counseling techniques to join you in your story wherever you're at today. Because we want you guys to rock. We want you to help you discover what better looks like for you and then equip you with the tools to create it. And create Create it. How do listeners get a hold of us? What do they need to do? Go to newvision.live to get a hold of Sean specifically. Newvisioncounseling.live. Newvisioncounseling. I had it down here, man. <laughs> I know you just said it though. Sean so just woke up. They were taking notes. Yeah. Oh yeah. You guys know we record early morning, Saturday morning. <laughs> so yeah, make sure you get a hold uh, of newvision.counseling.live, newvisioncounseling.live, and connect with Sean. And on my end, you would just go to social media, Rashawn Copeland, or either at hypesir.com. Well, guys, and we're gonna have our real talk, real walk facebook and instagram too what's that our instagram uh will be real talk real walk podcast at real talk real walk podcast and then our facebook is the same thing just go search real talk real walk podcast all right guys well hey we look forward to seeing you soon yeah if you rate and review us that helps get the word out and inspires others to turn their heart towards god and let them change your life god bless and see you soon soon. bye-bye